Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down, and we got a lot of stuff to break down here uh, this evening. We're breaking it down, college football style, Ohio State, shocking developments, not shocking, not as uh, the Big Ten bends the rules. They bent it like Beckham to get Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. And you know what? We're going to break it down throughout the evening. But, you know, Ohio State playing in the Big Ten championship game and them amending the rules, probably the right thing to do. You know, like, honestly, are Ohio State the best team in the Big Ten? So do we really want to play games and say, well, since you didn't play Michigan, we're not going to let you play uh, in this game? But, but, although I think the Big Ten, was it fair? No, but it is what it is. Uh, it was the right decision. But they didn't do it for the right decisions. They did it because they get a share of Ohio State going to the college football playoffs money. That's why they did it. So let's toss out any form of integrity. Uh, you know, I remember the days when the Big Ten had integrity. And you got bullied into starting. <laughs> you should have started earlier. You wouldn't have had this damn problem. But I, I got to tell you, it hasn't been a pretty season uh, for the Big Ten. Well, you know what? Ohio State deserved to get into the Big Ten championship game. I don't know if they deserve to get into the Final Four, though. You know, that's the whole assumption, right? Oh, it's just they're playing, whatever. This crap is already made up. It's not a power five, it's a power two. But I'm not worried about that right now because Alabama's going to beat anybody uh, that they play anyways. All right, we got to worry about the Rams uh, and the Patriots game. Thursday night football, and it's a big one. And if you've been tuning into our shows uh, throughout the week, throughout the years, there's always a debate about Jared Goff. And here's an opportunity for Jared Goff to face a defense to terrorize them in the Super Bowl. Let us not forget, as bad as Jared Goff was in that Super Bowl, the greatest quarterback of all time threw one touchdown pass, barely. It was one, I don't know, it wasn't even a touchdown, was it? Gronkowski, like, stumbled like a drunk dude down the down the sideline. I think he fell at the one. Or did he score a touchdown? I don't know. Speaking of uh, drunk dudes, I was pretty drunk at that point during that game. Right. We're going to break down uh, this football game. But, yeah, Brady didn't light it up either. It was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever. Uh, we got point spread uh, movement here. Arizona were three-point favorites. Now they're two-and-a-half against the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I wouldn't lay three-and-a-half points for the Dallas Cowboys right now against Sean Penn, a bunch of stoners, and the football team at Fast Times at Richmond High. Great movie. A chick in a red bikini is hot. Late-night anger management class. This is Fortrades. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Hey, all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Let's roll. It's the Wicked Wednesday. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between as we throw it down. 
Uh, we're going to talk uh, a lot of football uh, this evening. We're going to run through the picks with Bob Bano, Ian Cameron in the house, uh, kicking it uh, with us uh, tonight. Pete Annapolis going to step up, and then we're going to talk some NBA basketball uh, as well uh, with uh, Pete. As the countdown is on right now, the NBA basketball season is uh, rapidly approaching. The preseason is around the corner. So we're going to hit that. Uh, we've got uh, some NHL news, the realignment, their divisions uh, has been announced. The Major League Baseball umpire got arrested in Ohio. Uh, that, um, you know, we'll get to the bottom of that. That'll be in our investigative journalist. Uh, we're going to put our investigative journalistic hats on, get to the bottom of the case. When I see, like, umpire arrested, like, I, you know, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a gambling man. So first thing I think of is like, ooh, well, cool. <laughs> is he betting? <laughs> He's betting. He get caught with a bookie. He get caught. Like, what's going on here? What's going on here? But no, it turned out the dude dude got busted in a prostitution ring, uh, solicitation solicitation uh, bust in Ohio. The solicitation bust. I don't know. You know, you, you, these stories, and I get it. You know. I, I'm not. I'm not stating that uh, there's not a lot of negatives uh, to prostitution, but at the same point in time, you know, the guy's a 57-year-old man, and you know it's one thing if you're driving around the streets and stuff and you're harassing people, but he responded to an ad that was placed online. Except when the dude showed up, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a companion. It was handcuffs, and not the handcuffs he was looking for. It was a setup. It was a setup. He agreed to meet at a, a Youngstown, Ohio motel. See, that's your problem right there. <laughs> All right. Now, first, no, no, like, I'm just going to say, I'm going to give some legal advice here. All right. I'm not an attorney, but I've watched Simpsons. And, um, you know, the sound was down in the bar, but I got the gist of it from Lionel Hutz and, uh, and from Matlock. So I'm going to give some legal advice right now. All right. Like, if you're driving through like Youngstown, Ohio, like you know, don't order a hooker. <laughs> and and as long as we're talking about Ohio State here, for the record, and no offense to Youngstown, Ohio, but I can't imagine that the hookers in Youngstown, Ohio are like, you know, I don't think we're talking about Club Sapphire in Vegas here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I I'm just saying, if you know what I'm saying, all right. So there's your problem. Like, number one, your problem is you went to Youngstown, all right? Like, you want to place a bet in Youngstown. I, like, I think they invented betting. I think, like, I think, like, the word bookie was invented. Youngstown's a tough town. Youngstown's a tough town. You know what I mean? But there's, like, there's certain, like, there's certain towns where it's, like, listen, I've traveled a lot, and I've done a lot of dumb things in a lot of places around the world. And, um, like, even I would know, like, if I was in Youngstown, Ohio, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dude, like, if I was with somebody and I saw them online, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm ordering this, you know, I'm online here. I'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, what are you, insane? <laughs> First of all, if it's, I'd say, I'd, I'd like, I don't know, maybe I've just been around. I'd be like, first of all, bro, it's probably a cop. Secondly, if it's not a cop, it's going to be some toothless chick it's going to smash you over the head when you turn your back, you know, in the back of the head with a lamp. Then her boyfriend's going to come kicking in the door. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing with me. You know what? Like, I live a reckless life, but uh, I'm very untrustworthy. I'm very untrustworthy. Like, I've been in casinos in Vegas and stuff. And, like, you know, even a girl will be standing there. How you doing? I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> like, 
like you're not ripping me off like right away. It's like about people like you know like you know you're having drinks in Vegas. I remember I don't know I don't know if, uh, a shout out to our boy Shell Dog actually. And Shell Dog is like Shell Dog's here actually. And Shell Dog, I swear I remember we were at Circus Circus like March Madness. They were partying and these chicks they're actually cool. These chicks from L.A. are hanging around and Shell Dog's like, hey man, these chicks are all right. They're gonna hang around. I'm like, listen, bro. They're here to like stab us and rob us, all right? I said, they're not cool. <laughs> He's like, why do you say this? I'm like, just trust me, they all are, all right? I said, every one of them. <laughs> so the girl, I'm all, like, I was a big jerk. She's standing, she's like, how you doing? I'm like, listen, I'm on to you, all right? <laughs> like, I said, don't waste your time with me. I said, I, I don't even like that, I don't even. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, don't even try it. I was like Homer Simpson in New York. Don't even look at me, all right? But you know what it is? It's crazy. It actually happened to me before. It happened to me. And I've seen it time and time again, right? Listen, I lived in Vegas, right? And I, guys, I lived, not only did I live in Vegas for years, I lived at Palace Station Hotel. You don't think I've seen things? <laughs> you live in Circus Circus. You live, in, you live in Palace Station for six months and Circus Circus for three months. Trust me, you've seen things on the floors there. Dude, I've seen all kinds of crazy things. I was at another casino once, man. These chicks, they're slick. You guys have no idea. You have no idea you're a bunch of little, like, minnows, and they're sharks. Dude, I was sitting at a, at a blackjack at a roulette table, and one hot chick sits down, and, you know, she starts flirting with this dude. And, you know, not, not solicitation, just flirting and stuff. Boom. Right? Then... About 10 minutes later, the next one comes up. She sits down across. She sort of starts talking to the dude. Guy thinks, ah, I love Vegas, man. What a great night. I'm just sitting at the table. I got a bunch of hot chicks sitting there. Yeah. So the first chick that's flirting with you then drops her casino chip on the floor. Bing. Buddy, let me get that for you. As he does, her friend reaches over and scoops all the chips. You've been played. Oh, where's security, you ask? Oh, security's getting a free um, um, happy ending at the end of the night or once a week, or they're getting a little kickback. Oh, how's security in there? There's, I'm giving you legal advice. I'm giving you, like, casino advice. Giving you all kinds. This is like street sense here. <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm, I'm giving you, like, real, real advice. Uh, you know, I've seen it all. The old, the, the pickpocket's a big one, too. The pickpocket's a big one. Uh, the, the pickpocket, yeah, trust no one. <laughs> That's the, so that that was his mistake in Youngstown. Uh, big mistake. Young, Youngstown, Ohio. There, there was mistake number one. Order it, listen, I wanted to defend this guy, but dude, I can't defend you. And I'm sure it's politically incorrect for me, because I, I, I was actually going to come out and have a take, but come on. Oh, you guys have something better to do? Like, I get it if it's, you know, he's, you know, if it was bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if he was Jared from Subway or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, he responded to an ad. He didn't put an ad out. He's not grabbing people. You know, he walked into a trap here. Except the fact that he did it in Youngstown, I don't know. I, I lose all sympathy now. I lose all sympathy. I would, you know, you would think that, you know, in most professions, it would be an embarrassment. Like his job, it's like, oh man, like what does this mean to this guy's career? He's a major league baseball umpire. 
Well, I like I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, how do I put this? I don't know if there's an industry in America that slept has slept with more hookers than Major League Baseball players. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like like any baseball player can ever get up in a batter's box and look over at the ump and go, "You disgust me." You better call. You better call. You better call a ball, even if it's a strike. Eh? Hey, John. Hey, you pervert. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Uh, you know what's gonna happen? Guys are gonna get in a batter's box. They're gonna look over and they're gonna go, "Yo, bro, man. Next time in your Ohio, you call Shelley's, bro. You don't go online. I'll, I'll give you a number. I'll give you a number." <laughs> so. Like I said, like, it's not like he's got to hang his head in shame with baseball. I saw a baseball uh, player once uh, talk about how he hates people passing him on the home run, home run list because they're cheaters, as his mistress was sitting in the front row behind the dugout. Irony. Late night anger management class. Lessons in life. Now we try to pick some winners. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late night anger management class. Life lesson night uh, so far this evening. We're getting some picks uh, as well as this all started. And just for the record, too. Let me just throw it out there. Uh, this is nothing against Youngstown. I like Youngstown, uh, Ohio, in the sense that, as I stated, and uh, and all that uh, stuff. So, and you know, we we've been talking about a lot recently that you know Pennsylvania, Ohio, Kansas City, sort of the origins of sports betting uh, originally. So you know, so it's nothing against Youngstown, like you know. Yeah, I, I would advise, like, if you're in Flint, Michigan, you don't order a hooker either. <laughs> like, there are certain places, it's like, yeah, it's just, you just sort of know. It's like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea in this town. Like, there's probably, like, you know, only three hookers in this town, and there's probably about 13 cops, and I'm going to end up, like, I always live, put it this way. This is the way, I, this is the word of advice I'm going to give you here, more advice. A lot of good advice tonight. Always ask yourself, am I about to end up on an episode of Cops? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, always just ask yourself that. Like, when you're going to make a drunk decision, just always ask yourself, if this is the wrong decision, am I going to end up, like, on TV here in a bad way? Right? And trust me, as I say, I live in Vegas. I've seen it. Um, you know, the, the the kid, and we'll bring Babano in here in a second, just, I told the story about I was at the Strat. Yeah, that's a place to hang, too. Yeah, that's another place. Watch out there. So um, I'm at the Strat. I said that was my hangout, but yeah, it was a crazy place. But nevertheless, I'm sitting there one night. I didn't go there to watch the games all the time, but I decided one night it was a Michigan and Nebraska football game, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over whatever. I'm sitting here alone tonight. I'm gonna go over to the book. Why not? 
So I go over, it's like five o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern start, five o'clock there. Uh, I got a bunch of drink tickets all the time because I bet so much there. So like every day, I had like too many tickets. I had like 30 tickets every day. And um, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching the games. Not many people there. And there's this one kid and he's really into Michigan, all right? He said he's not a Michigan fan, but I can tell he's into it. But he's kicking garbage cans. He's really getting into it and stuff. Uh, uh, and I'm like cheering for Michigan, so I like the kids. So I'm like, hey, kid, I have a couple of drink tickets, right? So I, he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I'm like, yeah, what's your deal anyways, man? I said, where are you from? And he tells me, oh, I'm from Alaska. I said, oh, there's a long way to come, Alaska, whatever. And he goes, yeah, yeah, long story. And then he goes, I go, so what, you got your bet on Michigan? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I put my only $20 on them. And he goes, I have no money. He goes, I, I need this. Like, uh, he goes, I literally have no money. He goes, I'm staying at like the motel. It was like one of those like really like the lowbrow motels across the street, not even in the strat. He's like, I'm staying across the street. And then I started to like the kid more even. I'm like, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm giving him more drink tickets. <laughs> and he's telling me. And then he tells and then, uh, and then he tells me, uh, so I'm like, so what are you doing here anyways? I said, what are you doing in Vegas if you have no money and you're staying at this dump? He goes, ah, oh. he goes, I was here like four or five months ago. And he goes, my buddy got married here. And he goes, uh, me and we all came up from Alaska for the wedding. He goes, we were staying at Palace Station. He goes, uh, we were in the parking lot and there was this car. And in the back seat of the car, there was like a bunch of computers like sitting in the back seat, like laptop apples. And he goes, to be honest with you, you know, he goes, I got a meth and a drug problem. So <laughs> he goes, me and my buddies, we, you know, we, we took the we took the computers. And then he tells me, he goes, he goes, about 15 minutes later, we're sitting in our room looking at the computers, and the door gets busted open. And they were on bait car. The cops baited them. They filmed them, like taking them, and they nailed them in. <laughs> I was dying laughing, dude. I was crying. I ended up giving the guy money at the end of the night. I was, I loved his story so much. I gave him money. Let's bring Babano in right now. Ian Cameron in the house. What's up, Babano? <laughs> hey, Gabe. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. But I'm the more these games get canceled, college football, college basketball. You know, when you're dealing with this crap for two months, it starts to wear on you. It's doing that to me right now. Uh, life, life, poor Babano. His life is hard. <laughs> the cancellations, <laughs> really. There are 3,000 dead people today, Babano, and you come out of the gate, then it's getting to you that the college basketball games are getting canceled. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, listen, I was looking forward to Virginia, uh, you know, Virginia and Michigan State. Right on cue, Babano comes in about, like, life is our cousin. Uh, I, I know, it. that's my life struggles right now, canceled sports, yeah. You really are, like, that's the, the yeah, I know, that's, the, like, the, the sense, like, Babano, like if we look up Babano in the dictionary, white privilege. <laughs> Babano, the white guy, yeah, white guy sitting at home. <laughs> it was like you know, not like if you know Babano, I'm busting your balls, but not like, man, yeah, I'm getting depressed. You know, it's like you know, it's dark all the time. It's COVID stuff, and like you're like, I just you know, I just can't take it anymore. These these. Cancellation. Well, you just named a couple other just, reasons why I'm feeling a little me. down. You're right. I mean, it's 4 p.m. and it gets dark already. That's that stinks too. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. All right, hang hang in there, but battle. Don't worry. There'll be more games, buddy. 
There'll be there'll be more games. Man, but Pano's like heartbroken that Michigan State and Virginia didn't play uh, tonight. <laughs> I thought I thought I was disappointed. All right, well, we'll get it. Don't worry, Babano. The Rams and the Patriots are playing tomorrow. Didn't you hear? We'll hit this on the that's other side. Good, that's good. Yeah, that'll, that, that does cheer me up. Thanks for mentioning that. No, that's good. good. I am looking good. forward to that. That's a good football game. Good. There you go. Orange Ridge Late Night continues. <laughs>
It's a great point that you raised, but Bad. I'll just as far as like it's a damn good division, and like just to put it and like you know for sort of casual hockey fans or whatever, but to put it in context, it's like Michigan and Ohio State like being forced to play each other ten times in a year, or like you know the Bears in a pack, like Alabama and Auburn, like like people will get like the Flames and Oilers is like a war. Right, like it's a real war when they play each other. It would just be gold if, like, they had to play each other more, even. And like you said, the Canadians and the Leafs and the Senators hate the Leafs. All these teams hate each other. Right, that's the good thing. Like they all like, dude. Like nobody likes the Canucks. The Jets are like, yeah, the Jets are in their own little world. They hate everybody. The Leafs, uh, dude. I saw a poll question today from the hockey guy from the Athletic, who I assume's from Toronto or Arizona. Because he said, who would, you, who's, who would you rather have, Austin Matthews or Nate McKinnon? So I asked you, Babano. And he said, the debate is, and uh, come on, the debate. There's no debate. McKinnon's a hell of a lot better than Austin Matthews. For me, it's McKinnon because, to me, McKinnon's had good playoffs. Matthews has had okay playoffs. But I don't think – I think there's another gear for Austin Matthews. I really do. Because we have seen him in the regular season – put up big numbers. He's done that throughout Lashes. his career. I think the playoffs right. though. Yeah. He needs another, there's another gear he can go to getting back for a second of the Canadian. So I would take McKinnon getting back to the Canadian division uh, that you mentioned and Ottawa specifically. Yeah. They're up against it, but you're not going to be able to play Ottawa and say, we're we have a free night. You know, this is going to be nice and easy in a cakewalk because I like what exactly. Ottawa's doing. It's a rebuild for them, but they brought in for this year. They brought in Evgeny, uh, Dadanov, who's a very skilled forward to play with Brady Kachuk. Galchenyuk's a veteran. They brought him in. They've got Batherson, Alex Formanton uh, on that forward that they think could be impact players for them. Thomas Shabbat already looks like on the blue line he's going to be a future Norris Trophy winner. And Matt Murray, who, is, who they brought in from the Pittsburgh Penguins to be their new number one goalie. Craig Anderson's gone. And Matt Murray is playing like a guy that wants to get his career back on track because it didn't end well for him in Pittsburgh. So he'll be a motivated guy nightly in between the pipes for this Ottawa team. And they are going to be a hardworking team, just like they were last year uh, under DJ Smith. So yeah, Ottawa's going to have a tough time getting a ton of wins compared to Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, et cetera. But you're going to have to work hard to beat that team because their work ethic is going to be there and they won't be a pushover. I like the uh, the East Division, too. Bruins, Sabres. I don't know, the Hurricanes don't really make sense in there, though, do they? They don't really make sense anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, so it's like <laughs> the Bruins, Sabres, Hurricanes. Like, listen, you got the Devils, the Islanders, and the Rangers. All right, fine. They're all in one area, right? That's awesome. And like, yeah. bam, bam. They yeah. all hate each other, too. Like, there's hate all, all around there. Hey, I've lived it. I've seen it. You got the Capitals, you know, right there. And they've got rivalries with these teams. They're in the mix. It almost just feels natural to throw Boston in there, doesn't it? I know Boston, you know, we've all grown up, Boston versus Montreal, Boston versus Buffalo. But, um, you know, Reese's been Boston, Toronto a lot. But, you know, Boston fits right in there with New York. Come on, Boston, New York is the sports rivalry, right? You know, so it's like you drop the Bruins in there in that mix. Uh, Buffalo, it almost feels like Buffalo should be Buffalo and the Red Wings should be in the Canadian division and the Wild. It's like, like they should have just cut a deal. They're like Canadian market, yeah, but in the it, States, no, no, they're exactly. hardcore, though. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, listen, like, you know, yeah, it's sort of like the Ontario Hockey League in a Quebec uh, major junior hockey league, but better. 
you know, there's teams yeah. in Michigan and there's teams in Maine and Quebec. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're not putting these guys like, no, they're going to play with us. We're on the border with each other. Uh, it's the same thing. Like, come on, guys. The Red Wings, they're like, yeah, half the Red Wings in Windsor, et cetera. So it almost just, it's same with Buffalo. It almost just like, I almost, I bet you like Buffalo fans are like going to be sad. They're dragged away from it all. They're going to be like, nah, man, we yeah. want to be like, we want to be playing against the Leafs and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're dragged into yeah. this, like, oh, the Buffalo, yeah, like Buffalo and Carolina, the battle's a rivalry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll say there's a couple people on Twitter that were kind of uh, disappointed, not disappointed, but uh, taken aback that Tampa Bay and Florida were placed in the Central Division. And the reason they were is because someone's got to go there. You can't put everybody in the East. You can't. And they didn't want to mess around with taking the Rangers or the Islanders or the Devils out of the East. The they want to keep down. those rivalries together. They wanted to keep the Philly-Pittsburgh rivalry together and with Washington. Tampa and Florida had to be the two teams that you had to stick in the Central Division. I don't see where else they could have gone. You know what, my man? It's, it's, you know, I was so focused on the Canadian Division and its cool and uniqueness. That great call that, yeah, the Penguins are gone. The Penguins and the Rangers and all that. They love that stuff. Right, like the Penguins and the Rangers yep. and, and the Capitals, you're right. So yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Yeah, you got the Florida teams there. Listen, it is what it is. We're in unique situations right now. But, it, you know, it looks like this is going to be a done deal. Um, it's, it, and it'll be a lot of fun. Listen, that's the whole thing. Um, yeah, everyone, guys, we just all got to roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? We can complain, oh, this game's canceled and that game's canceled and this whole thing, like, when people get really mad about, like, oh, the NFL on a Tuesday at 1 in the afternoon, it's like, guys, you know what? We're in the biggest plague and pandemic in 102 years. I think there's bigger problems than an NFL game being played on Tuesday or Wednesday or who cares? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Ohio State stuff. It's like, who cares? Alabama's yeah. going to win anyways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We can bitch all we want, but whatever. They're going to lose anyways, guys. So it doesn't matter <laughs> in the end. It does. It's like the sun. In the end, what is a Lincoln Park? It doesn't really matter. Um, all right. So Ian Cameron. I had to fall to lose it all. I know. I know what song you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So good stuff. Karaoke. Um, yeah, I'm fired up. I can't wait. I look forward to starting betting on some hockey. We have the NBA around the corner, and as you stated, college basketball a little tricky. You cap these games, and they get canceled and stuff. It sucks. I get it. Um, I had a good day in college basketball today. I don't always say that, but battle because I didn't lose. I went three and two. <laughs> so, so you got to me. start somewhere. When it's been going yes. bad, you got to yes. start somewhere. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. But I've, I've really been in an NFL mood uh, this week. So let's get into this game tomorrow, Babano. Man, I've been arguing with like hell, like with people all week about this, about Jared Goff. But uh, that's not what you know we're going to talk about now. It's not an easy game. It's a tough matchup. We saw what Belichick yep. did to this offense last time they played in the Super Bowl. And that's not just Garrett Goff. That was on McVay. Uh, Belichick threw a zone at them, which no one ever really did, and it confused them. And McVay never adjusted for one reason or another. He didn't have an adjustment for it. Well, he's had a couple of years now to adjust. It's a massive game for the Rams, in my opinion. You know, they can wrap up the division pretty much. And on top of that, they can slay a dragon and a, and a pass beast. You know what I mean? You want to build confidence, but battle going into the playoffs, you do it by a team to beat you in the Super Bowl. It's like, you know what? That was that. Now we beat you. And now we move on and leave you behind. 
right? Like that just it's a big game for the Rams tomorrow. Uh what do you what do you think about this matchup? Good, good game. Point spread down to five points right now. I want really want to bet the Rams tomorrow, but I'm <laughs> lukewarm at best on it. And here's why. Because I do I lean the Rams. I firmly believe, Gabe, the Patriots last three wins, you can put an asterisk and say there's a fraudulent element to each of those last three Patriots wins. Okay, they beat an injury and COVID-19 riddled Baltimore team to start this win streak in a driving rainstorm. The weather was horrible throughout that football game. And so that's going to skew really the results that you see. You'll see just like the Cleveland Oakland game. Cleveland's offense is great, but they were held down because it was a windy day or Cleveland, Las Vegas, I should say. Yep. And then after that, New England beats Arizona. And if you watch that game, that was the Cardinals say, screwing up over and over again, saying, you know, we don't want to win this game, New England. You guys take it from us. And, and that's basically how New England won that game. And then the Chargers last week. But look, once the Chargers got behind early, big, you know, after losing so many close games that they have all year, the Chargers, eventually you hit a wall mentally and you tap out. And I think yep. that's exactly what happened with the Chargers there in that game. So with all of those wins and everybody's getting excited now, three-game win streak, wow, New England for real now. Look out, here comes Belichick. No, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not buying it, at least not yet. I think the Rams are the much better team. But here's why I'm, it's going to be a small play. I'll, I'll be on the Rams, but it's, I'm keeping it small. This is December. And one thing we know about New England, years and years with Belichick, even now without Brady, I worry about this. December is when they play their best football. And all New England does in December is cover numbers and play their and peak at the right time. Their defense is also playing some of their best football right now. And I get skittish with Jared Goff against a defense that can bring pressure. And lately the Patriots have had a better pass rush. And, and if there's a pass rush on Goff, like the San Francisco game a couple of weeks ago, that's when the mistakes happen from him. So there's enough boxes on the checklist, Gabe, to say, you know what? I, I lean Rams, but I'm not as bullish on them as I was early in the week. I'll be on the Rams for a little bit. But there's enough concerns here that I'm not in love with the Rams by any stretch tomorrow. I understand a lot of good points. Everything that uh, you said, I can't, I uh, can't disagree. It was crazy. The last six games with Bano, Patriots have only given up 21, um, um, uh, 21 points or more <laughs> too, and that was to, uh, that was to the Jets, 27. But you're right. Like you look at their defense, shut out against the Chargers. They held the, 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 the Cardinals to 17. Uh, they held uh, the 27. Excuse me. Houston put up 27 on them. Uh, Baltimore 23-17. But let's look at Cam Newton and all the talk about Jared Goff all week. You know, they're winning. Last week, Cam Newton had 69 passing yards, guys. The week before, against Arizona, 84 passing yards. It's hard to sustain that on a weekly basis and win every week. It goes to show how good the and, staff and why did is they win, Gabe? The play calling. And why did they win, Gabe? Because the Chargers tapped out last week and Arizona kept screwing up. You know, they didn't have any toes left to shoot on their own two feet, Arizona, a couple of weeks ago after that loss to New England. So that's why Cam Newton didn't have to do too much. The other teams kept screwing up. Yeah. Do you know what the thing is, though, and you know this too, over the years, like McVeigh and, and Goff together have been road warriors. Right. They've killed it on the road. Right. Like they're, they're 13 and uh, 13 and four now in their last 17 games on the road, ATS. And with two of those losses, you had the Buffalo Bill game and you had the, the Miami game uh, that they rolled over. So they stumbled a little bit this year on the road. But my point is, 
They're not the best bet leg points at home, Abano, right? I, I totally get your point, what you're saying. Are the Rams a better team yep. than the Patriots? Yes. Yeah, it's a t- and, and, and guys, throw out all the stuff, and you know this, Babano. What's the most crooked and damned if you do, if you don't number in pro football, Babano? Five. Five. Yep. I had a, a big-time odds maker once tell me exactly. He said, dude, if the spread is five, it means we don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> That's what he told me. And that and we don't know where it's going to go, the money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is. It's, like you said, it's just one of those, I don't know, you decide, right? You're right. They're, yep. they're almost telling you, you decide. I don't know. You think it should be four or six? Let us know. I don't know. Right? And like you said, it's the they call it the crooked number. The guy I was told, don't bet on games that the point spread is five. Just it means that there's no right side to this game. Uh, but it was, dude, it was six and a half, wasn't it? What did you see? You look at all the opening numbers everywhere. I'm only looking at FanDuel, but dude, it was it was six and a half a battle, and then it was quickly five and a half, and then or six, yeah. and then five and a half down to five now, right? You're absolutely correct. Six and a half down to five. And I think some of that is due to the fact that this on paper is going to say this is a second straight road game for New England. This is not the same road spot. Not at all. They're in the same city, the same stadium. And they stayed in L.A. Obviously, they did uh, after the Chargers game. So this is going to be as easy and it's not as less as least amount of detrimental travel spot as you could possibly have for a second straight road game for New England. So I think there's some people that see that too and say, hey, this is it's not the worst spot in the world for New England. In fact, the Rams had to travel back from Zona, you know, to, to get back to L.A. So they had the team that had yeah. to travel, you know, after last week. Babano, uh, let me let me tell you something. A, a plane from Arizona to L.A., dude, it took them longer to pack their bags in the room and take a shower in the locker room than it did their flight back. <laughs> right? I've heard a lot of people. Hey, in the COVID era, lot, you never know how long know. a flight like that could take. Oh, they got a charter. But, like, I've heard a lot of people, like, drop that on. Oh, they traveled from Arizona. I'm like, you guys have never been out there before, have you? Like, it's not like, it's not like you know, flying from Phoenix to Los Angeles. I hear you. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, it took me longer to get from the Port Authority to the Meadowlands, but bad up. You know what I'm saying? No joke. You know what I mean? Take me an hour and 12 minutes to get New York City to the sports book sometimes. And, like, and take them. Like, I'll look it up. I'll, you know, not to be a smart ass, but I'll look up the exact flight. Uh, how long is flight? I think it's 42 minutes. How long is uh, flight Phoenix Boy. to L.A.? I was going to say hour and a half, but boy, it might not even be that long. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's like it's longer if you're taking, if you're standing at the airport in line and all that crap, or like you're going by there, like the charter. It's like 70 minutes, 75 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's not, okay, uh, yeah. I could it's see not it. a major. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm saying it's like, you know, it's like Montreal to Ottawa or something. You know what I mean, Mabano? Like, it's like, it's yeah, not, it's a good comparison because I know that's yeah, a short yeah. flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's maybe a little longer. You know, what I mean? maybe maybe a little longer. Montreal to New Heck, York. You could, you could take the bus to go from Ottawa to Montreal if you got enough time. I guess yeah. I don't know. I guess yeah, well, exactly. You could drive anywhere. I mean, people go, oh, well, how long is the drive from Vegas to LA? I was here. I don't know. It depends, like whether you want to get a ticket or not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know some people like do it pretty fast. <laughs> Keith Herring for the UFC, he did it pretty fast, I'll tell you that. Late night anger management class continues.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. All right, three minute warning, a level one. We'll have more with Ian Cameron here. So yeah, you know, looking it up. So you'll see like Delta and stuff, and it'll say, oh, an hour and thirty minutes, whatever. Um, L.A. to Phoenix. They said they're not going to tell you the truth, Babano. Right? Like I took the uh, New York Toronto flight all the time, and it would always say that, oh, an hour and twenty minutes, an hour and fifty minutes. And dude, it was like forty five minutes and forty seven minutes. They they don't want to admit they're air speeding. <laughs> You know what I mean, Babano? Like, you know, I'm dead yep. serious. Like, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, we really go, like, a little faster, like, or, you know, it's the wins. And also, they'll schedule that stuff. It's like, nah, like, that's when we're going to have the time to land. Like, a lot of that crap, you could get somewhere faster, but the pilot, like, people don't realize this, when you're in the air, the pilot can slow down. Like, the pilot can say, man, I could get here faster, but we won't have permission to land. You know what I mean, Babano? Like, we yep. won't have permission to land anyway, so no, no, we just go with this. Like, they'll tell you, you'll have permission to land in between this six-minute mark or whatever. So, like, they'll, the you know, so I'm just stating, if you're, like, a football team, you ain't waiting in line anyway. You're going right to the airport. You're getting on a charter flight. There's no customs or anything, right? Dude, it's private thing. Like, you know, I'm exaggerating 45 minutes, but you get my point. It's no road trip. <laughs> like, like, the guys left Arizona, and they were eating dinner at home, Babano. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, After. Yeah. Easy, easy, for, yeah. easy travel. Easy travel, yeah. yeah, definitely. You know what's a funny story? We'll admit it here. We'll get to the picks on the other side. You like this. So you know Ariane Celeste, uh, UFC uh, octagon girl? Yeah. Uh, it was actually when I was living at Palace Station. So the UFC headquarters was there. The Fertitas owned it and had offices there. That's where they would hang out and party. So they would have, like, in the back, they had, like, eight cars, man, like BMW turbos and stuff and, like, you know, little black sports cars. And they all had, like, UFC 1, UFC 2, UFC 3, UFC 4. It was all UFC plates. And Ariane Celeste, they gave her a car, I guess. And, like, just by chance, we were going to L.A. And we pull out and she pulls out. And we sort of get on in the same way. Sort of looks at us and nods, kind of. Then she just floors it. You would have thought it was Cannonball Run, man. Like, and we tailed her. Like, Ariane Celeste is an insanely fast driver. She's crazy. She's got the lead foot. <laughs> 